the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs, a local community faith program from 100.7. The Word. We're going Good afternoon, Colorado Springs. Dr. Bob Bender here. Welcome to Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Good to be with you this beautiful Thursday evening. And we're having our annual Pastor Appreciation Dinner out at the Flying W Ranch, having more more fun than Christians ought to have. And it's my opportunity to come into your home to join you on your way home in your car this Thursday afternoon. Good to be back in town. Beverly and I enjoyed a, a stint in New York City and New England. We went to New England to see the beautiful color changes of the leaves. And Matt, we came back and the most the prettiest tree we saw in our whole trip was in our front yard. <laughs> <laughs> Could have saved thousands of dollars, man. What was I thinking? No, it was a great trip. And Matt, I got to I got to go in the New York City studios. Have you been there? I, you know, I haven't been there. No, it's it rocked, man. They let me sit sit down and say hello to New York City, and then told me after it was over, I really wasn't on the air. I just pretended to be. But uh, <laughs> that's a cool place. And the Heisman Trophy's down there. And the, you, do you know that the Heisman mm-hmm. Trophy's in in the main floor there? Wow! So I got a picture of me right in front of the Heisman Trophy, man. Caleb, move over. I'm going to win it this year. <laughs> and I can assure you, we are on the air this time. Here, this is this is on the air. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my soul. If I'd have known that, I wouldn't have said everything I just said. All right. We have more fun than we ought to have here at Salem Communications 100.7, The Word, crossover Colorado Springs. Well, I'm praying through uh, The Word. Have a word for you every time we meet. And I'm reminded of Mark 135, where the Bible says, And Jesus rose up a great while before day and went out to a solitary place and there prayed. Mark one thirty five. When's the last time you've gotten up early, solitary place, have your prayer corner, have your Jesus corner there, and pray? Then Jesus later on said in the Sermon on the Mount, if you pray in secret in your closet, I'll reward you openly. So when's the last time you spent time with God just uh, on your knees, you and him, in your Jesus corner, beginning the day with him like Jesus did? And then as you pray in secret, God will reward you openly. And I believe the way he rewards us openly is through answered prayer. So when has God answered your prayer? I want to challenge you to be a praying person. So, Lord, we welcome you here. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your example. If you needed to have a quiet time, certainly we do. And so help us to begin our day with you and feed the spirit man, because each day has its challenges in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I tell you, I'm so excited with my guests this evening. I had to backslide to go to sleep last night, and I want to introduce to you my friends, Parth Melpacum and Thomas Carey. Welcome to Crosswalk Colorado Springs, guys. Good afternoon, Dr. Bob. Thank you for having us on the show and the introduction. Why, you bet. Thank you so much, Dr. Bob. Good to be here. It's great to have you guys, and you guys are 
running for D11 school board, correct? Yes, sir. That's correct. Excellent. And these guys have my approval. I want you to think in terms, especially after you hear these guys' hearts, after you hear their perspective and uh, their approach uh, to education and their differentiators in why uh, we should consider them for D11 school board. We live in D11, and so we are uh, concerned about uh, its future. We need people like Parth and Thomas on the board uh, to make an influence, uh, to lead our community in the way it should go. And I have a philosophy, Thomas and Parth, all politics is local. All politics is local, and it can't get more local than a school board. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for your time. I know you're busy guys, and I appreciate so much the opportunity to just visit with you fellows and get your take on some things and to see how the Lord leads in this session. Well, first of all, let's take the broad the broad look, and let me get your response on on your perspective on public education in our nation. Parth, what, what's your insight on public education in the nation today? Well, just going back and giving some background on myself. Please. I was, I was born and raised in India. So I grew up in a family with limited means, and we struggled to put food on the table. Wow. Okay. But education was always prioritized when I was growing up. Education was the great equalizer that was going to open doors of opportunity, and it certainly did for me. I came here to pursue higher education, and I got my doctorate in chemical and petroleum engineering, uh, traveled the country, worked in uh, oil fields, and, um, uh, and then as my daughter started getting into public schools, I got engaged in the public education that my daughter was receiving quickly realized that the education that I received in India 25 years back was more effective and more rigorous and uh, far superior to what our students were receiving out here in public schools. Wow. And you're just talking about the intellectual component. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And the uh, curriculum and the rigor Mm -hmm. instruction, the focus on reading, writing, Mm -hmm. math. 70% of our students were not grade level proficient in reading, writing, and math Mm -hmm. when I looked at the numbers. And that was really sobering. And that's what initiated my first run to the school board in 2019. uh, I've served on the board for four years, the last two years as the board president, and I'm running for re-election. Wow. Thanks for that background, both macro and micro as it relates to you. That's that's quite a testimony. And I did I, I read something this week about how we're lowering the bar on graduates or something. Uh, did you happen to catch that article or something about we're just lowering the bar so we can get more graduates out there? It doesn't seem very wise to me, but uh, what do I know? Wow, that's a great testimony, a great perspective. Well, we got to do better for our students. Our children are going to be the future. They are going to be graduating and uh, uh, taking care of you and me at some point in time, and they are going to be the leaders of this country. We just need to make sure that they receive a fundamentally high-quality education so they're prepared for success after graduation. Whatever pathway they choose, end mm-hmm. up choosing, whether it's going to be career or more college or mm-hmm. um, uh, some of them are going to serve in the community and uh, some of them are going to choose military. Yes. We got to make sure that they are prepared for the next step in their journey. Excellent. Excellent. Appreciate that perspective. Well, Thomas, what's your what's your story? By the way, both of you men are men of faith. 
believe in Jesus Christ, right? So yes, we've sir. got people who who uh, take their faith seriously and want to be light and salt. In our, Jesus said, be light and salt. In other words, get involved in the community, and this is, of course, a way to do that. Well, Thomas, what's your story? I really like what you said earlier about all politics being local politics, because for quite a while, my main focus, frankly, has been you know doing my job well and taking care of my family. And I've increasingly just been thinking about how I can serve my own community and how I can give back to my community. So for the last five years, uh, I've been a lead instructor of science at the Air Force Academy prep school teaching chemistry. Uh, My background, I have a PhD in chemistry from the University of Colorado Boulder. And I've seen that, you know, in my work as a university educator, that students are coming out of K through 12, really lacking some of the content mastery and the skills that they need to be successful. And I have friends who are in industry as well, and I'm hearing the same thing from them. So my focus in running is I've been interested in education for a long time. I have five young children myself, one of whom has some pretty significant special needs. And I really want to make sure that institutions are really delivering you know, the academic outcomes that our students need to be successful, whether that's at college, in the Air Force, or you know, a rigorous school like School of Mines, or whether that's in the performing arts or in industry and trade. I want to make sure our students are, are you know, being treated well. Yeah, I appreciate that perspective, that commitment. What role then, Thomas, does then the school board have in, in these matters you raised? I mean, you think maybe other people take care of that. What role does the school board have? Do you live in school board? So the school board has a very crucial role, which is to set policy and represent the vision and the values of the community. So the school board has one employee, and that is the superintendent. Hmm. And what the school board does is you direct the superintendent, here are the priorities in our district, here are some ways we want you to be thinking about how to achieve them, and here are some things that we don't want to happen in the district. So for our purposes, you know, Dr. Malpakam and I, we want to make sure that the superintendent understands our top priority is academics. Mm -hmm. Everything has to be in service of that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't. I couldn't hardly read or write by the time I went to college, so I can certainly understand this commitment. When we return, we'll hear more of the heart of Thomas and Part and what their differentiator is regarding their role in the upcoming D11 school board election. Join me in a moment. Colorado Springs on 100.7. The Word. Welcome back, Colorado Springs. Thanks for being a part of Crosswalk Colorado Springs this Thursday afternoon. We have school board times coming up. Opportunity to vote on who you want to represent you in your system. As you'll remember, oh, two or three weeks ago, we had Derek Williams and Amy Shandy on for D20, and I would encourage you, if you have that ballot D20, consider voting for them. Uh, they are conservative Christ followers and have a lot to provide uh, to D20. I have in front of me Dr. Parth Melpacum, Dr. Thomas Carey, who are running for the D11 school board, both men of faith, both men of conservative values, and appreciate you guys being a part of this. So, Thomas, uh, what's the status of D11? How many openings? Who's running? What's going on there? So the current status is there are four open seats on the board. The board has a total of seven members. There are four positions open. Um, there are a total of 10 candidates running. So Dr. Parth Malpakam is one of them. I am another. There are two other who we broadly consider part of our team, mm-hmm. just people who you know share the values that we have and share our focus on academic outcomes and uh, you know educational product for students. 
That would be Jill Hafley and Jason Jorgensen. So Could you repeat that, please? Jill Hafley, Hafley. and got Jason it. Jorgensen. Jorgensen, got it. Now, have you guys, have you seen the ballot? Have you seen where your name is on the on the ranking, how far down you are? I know that I'm number three. <laughs> All right. Parth, I'm not sure about you. I'm number seven. Number seven. Hey, hey, man, that's a good, hey, those are two divine numbers, man. Three and there seven. There you go. Uh, and so, if I remember right, the other two candidates are four and five. Right. So it's three, four, five, seven. All right, three, four, five, seven. Parth, Thomas, Jill, and Jason. Well, Thomas, thank you for that background and rundown as to our opportunity to be engaged in it. Want to encourage all of our listeners, just vote. Just please vote and take seriously Parth, Thomas, Jill, and Jason for D11 school board members. And Thomas, this is your first run at it? Correct. Yeah, this is my first time uh, gunning for public office and aiming to be a public servant. Well, that's great. Why is that? What's your motivation? My, like I said, kind of in our first segment, motivation for me really is as a university instructor, I want to make sure that students are coming out of high school prepared for the rigors of college or the rigors of industry, whichever, you know, whatever they want to do with their lives. The other things that I'm interested in, you know, as a parent myself, I, I have five young kids and I have a firm belief that parents are fundamental to public education. You know, parents, parents are the first educators of any child. Parents are the ones who are entrusting their children to the system. They're the ones whose tax dollars are paying, you know, the salaries of faculty and administration. So I want to make sure that parents have a voice in the system. I want to make sure they have choice. And finally, as a teacher myself, I I believe that learning occurs in the context of a relationship between student and teacher. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that we're attracting good teaching talent that we're retaining teaching talent and that we're, we're doing right by our teachers. Yes, very good, very good. What are the unique opportunities and challenges in D11, Thomas? And what, what differentiators do you bring to meet these challenges and seize these opportunities? Yeah, so I think uh, of our four-person team, Jason and Parth are both running for re-election. So I'll, I'll leave Parth later to talk about the work that they've done, especially during the last two years. Uh, what myself and then what uh, my companion Jill really bring to the table is we're both proven longtime educators. Mm -hmm. So we have a clear idea of just the on the ground reality of what a classroom needs to look like, Mm -hmm. how you successfully educate a student and how you take care of them and, you know, what an institution needs to make that happen. Yeah, that's great. That's great. What's your take on D11? At the moment? Yes, sir. I think D11 is in a rough spot at the moment. There's been some encouraging news in the last two years, and Dr. Melpacham can talk more about that. But, you know, I think especially in the wake of the coronavirus pandemic, I think we've just seen that a lot of families have lost trust in public institutions. Mm-hmm. And I see that D11, like I said, the last two years have had some encouraging news, but I think D11 really needs to work hard to regain just the trust of families. Mm-hmm. Good, good commitment. You talked about parents' involvement. Um, what would that be? I'm a parent of a D11 student. What options do I have? What should I do if I'm concerned? Sure. So in this country, you know, we we link the idea of rights and responsibilities and Mm -hmm. parents have both in a public education Mm -hmm. system. So, like I said, I want parents to have a voice in the process. I want parents to have choice. So I want parents to be able to, you know, look at the curriculum and decide whether or not their needs and their students needs are being met. Mm -hmm. I want parents to be able to have a wide variety of educational offerings to choose from. So if you if your student is really into STEM and they want to gun for, you know, an engineering school like School of Mines down the road, I want D11 to be able to meet that need. Mm -hmm. Or if they want to go and pivot into the performing arts, I want D11 to be able to help them there, too. 
But then parents also have their own role to play, right? You need to make sure that your student is, well, that your child, I should say, is arriving to school fed and they have time to do their homework mm-hmm. and they're keeping up with their assignments and just to really keep a relationship with teachers, mm-hmm. you know, that parents should be checking in and hearing how things are going in the classroom and if parents have the bandwidth to volunteer for things across the school district, mm-hmm. I think that's great as well. I think yes. more relationships in that way is, is good. Yes, yes. I think if I was a parent, I would, if I see my teacher or my student doing something right, I certainly would recognize that. And, and teachers need encouragement. Don't you think so, Thomas? Man, can you imagine being a teacher today, all the challenges? I mean, when I was in school, it was an errant spitball and passing notes and chewing gum. My soul, now they're dodging bullets. I, I just can't imagine the challenges of being a teacher today. Yeah, and I know that's one of um, Jason Jorgensen's main priorities as well, just school safety and making sure that the classrooms are really a place of learning. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think, I think teachers deserve all the, all the support that we can give them. It's a v- crucially important job in our society, mm-hmm. and the teachers that we have in the district are good, and they're doing the best that they can, and I'd love to give them you know, all the support and all the love that we can as a board. You bet, you bet. And, of course, you all uh, run the budget as well. You have fiscal responsibilities. Make sure they're paid well so we can keep them. Yes, sir. Appreciate so much your passion for education. I am come from a family of educators, and I enjoy teaching as well. I see its value. Now, when I, I heard what you said, these various aspects of education, that's kind of new to me. Uh, Thomas, when I was in high school, one, one size fit all. We're talking the 60s here, okay? And they, they check all the boxes on the major stuff. If you had an interest in a specific area, you know, too bad that's for college. So what I hear you say is that in the, in the I don't know how, began, how soon this begins, grade school, whatever, if they have a particular bent, we can adapt a curriculum to that bent and have them better equipped to run in their lane when they graduate. Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah, you're always going to have subjects that are foundational to everything. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the ability to read, the ability to write clearly and coherently, Mm -hmm. uh, mathematics, probably up through algebra. You know, as a Ph.D. chemist myself, I I would love everyone to take, you know, AP and IB chemistry. But realistically, I don't know that every student needs that. Mm -hmm. Now, some need it and some really want it and some will benefit from it. I want D11 to meet those needs. But if someone is interested in theater or the performing arts, Mm -hmm. you know, do they need to be? Learning the fi- finer points of thermodynamics, eh, maybe not. And I think that's okay. Point them in the direction they want, need to go. It's that Proverbs twenty two six says, raise up a child in, in the way they should go when they're old and not depart from it. That word in the Hebrew is according to their bent. So as parents, if we can catch, catch a vision of what our children's bent is and move them in that direction, that's parents' responsibility. And as the school joins in that and providing the leadership, the tools for that student to excel in that area is, uh, is commendable, is commendable. Well, Thomas, what, what do you bring as an individual that's a differentiator that is unique that perhaps the other candidates do not have so that you can get my vote? I think uh, one of the things, as I mentioned earlier, is I've been teaching at the university level for some time. And so I I have that kind of end state in mind where Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about how can we make our K through 12 system, you know, really set students up for success in that way. One of the other things that I bring is um, I have I have friends kind of on on all sides of the aisle. And I think I bring kind of a moderate voice that's that's capable of understanding and kind of 
helping ease and keep lines of communication open. Mm -hmm. We have an increasingly very polarized society. And I think when you're dealing with a shared public institution, you have to be aware that the institution is serving everyone and you need to keep the conversation open. That is a good word. We need more Thomas Carey, C-A-I-R-E-Y. What number on the ballot? Number three, sir. Number three. Consider him. We'll talk to Dr. Parth here in a moment when we return. Thanks for joining us. Crosswalk Colorado Springs, Dr. Bob Bender and guests. This is Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7, The Word. Good afternoon, Dr. Bob Bender here with Dr. Park Mel Mel Packham. Do you have a hard time saying that? (laughs) Uh, No, not any longer. (laughs) Not anymore. (laughs) And Thomas Carey, and I want to direct our attention to Parth, who is the current president of the D11 school board. Parth, thank you for your volunteerism. It takes time, takes commitment. It takes some energy and some wisdom. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with the D11 board. Maybe what y'all, because this is fourth year, right? Two four-year terms. Yeah. Right. What, what have y'all accomplished? What, what's been going on the last couple of four okay. years? So as I said in the initial introduction, I'm a D11 parent, first and foremost. I've got a daughter that attends a high school now. She's attended elementary, middle, and high school. And my family and I have called Colorado Springs home for about 25 years mm-hmm. now. We attend Rocky Mountain Calvary. And, Excellent. Uh, with uh, um, Eric Cartier. Yeah, excellent. Good friend. Yeah, as our pastor. Good. And I lean on my Christian faith and conservative values as my source of strength in my daily journey. Um, and spending time on the school board, uh, like what you said, it's a volunteer work. And a lot of times I feel like I'm spending more time on the school board work, about 30 hours every week wow. that I invest in the school board work, uh, more so than even what I do in my professional career. Wow. So Again. it's uh, juggling my uh, board work, sure. juggling my personal life yep. and my time with my family and also my professional work. It's been a challenge. Uh, the first couple of years yeah. that I served on the school board, it was a different board. Mm-hmm. I The voice that I had was in the minority. The at voice, that point minority the voice. Minority mm-hmm. voice. And mm-hmm. it was a different board. Uh, we were in the midst of the pandemic and a lot of decisions were made that I did not agree with at that point in mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. In that time frame, when we are talking about those three, four years, even before I got on the board from 2017 to 2021, District 11 lost about 4,000 students. Would you repeat that, please? District 11 lost about 4,000 students. In a four-year four time what, frame. What's the dynamic there? The, the reason being that the quality of education that was being provided in our school did mm. not meet the expectations of our parents. Mm. So parents made the choice by walking yeah. out of our school district. There are families that live five minutes away from our neighborhood schools, and they still choose to drive their kids five miles because it's open enrollment. Because it's city. open enrollment. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't blame them. We need to rise up to that challenge wow. and provide that high-quality education. Good for that you. That was my focus when I got on the school board in 2019. Mm-hmm. The pandemic created some barriers, and it was a different school board with a different set of priorities at that time. Mm-hmm. In 2021, the community, during the elections, chose 
board members that were aligned with my values, mm. putting students first. What a and turnaround. So, That's yeah. almost miraculous, yeah. Parth. And then I got uh, the role as the board president right. at Good that point you. in time. And since that time, our focus has been on student outcomes. Mm-hmm. Put students first mm-hmm. and also support our staff. Staff mm. investment yes. and parent voice, which Dr. Thomas Carey talked about, how parent voice is a critical component of our children's education. Mm-hmm. So our mm-hmm. Focus have been has been on student staff and uh, parents, and we have eliminated all the other sometimes social activism that creep into our schools. Mm-hmm. That's none of our business. That's up to parents to deal with that in the privacy of their homes. We focus on providing a high quality education for our kids, and we have made tremendous accomplishments in the last three years in each one of those categories. And I can share some of those details with you. Appreciate that perspective. I don't know if you remember Mike Huckabee said when he was running for president, he said the military is not a social experiment. Yep. We kill bad people and blow up things. Yep. And I'm afraid our school system needs to get get away from the fact we're not a social experiment either. Yeah, we we get not, back to the lanes uh, assigned to us. That's exactly right. We are not the Petri dish where we can perform experiments on our students. Yeah. And that's not our job and mm-hmm. responsibility mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. Our obligation is to make sure our kids receive a high-quality education and they are prepared for life after graduation. And that's my primary focus on students. So if I go back and look at the where the district was mm-hmm. three years back, coming out of the pandemic, District 11 was ranked 158th in the state. Out of okay. how many? Out of 178 school districts. 158 out of? 158 out of 178. Now, this is educational only, just through the testing. This is the testing that, okay. uh, you know, uh, the state provides yeah, yeah. the standardized yeah, testing. Yeah. This year, yes. in August, after performing the same uh, state testing, the Gazette, our local newspaper, did an internal analysis and ranked District 11 as 79. So we went from 158 to, to 79, 79, 79 in a period of a couple of years. Period of a couple of wow. years. Because the focus has been on the right things. Yeah. Now, we still have a long way mm-hmm. to go to sure. make sure that every child is grade level proficient. Mm-hmm. And our work doesn't stop here. That's why I'm running for the school board again, to carry that fight and mm-hmm. make sure that every child is grade level proficient. And uh, But where we were two years back mm-hmm. and where we are now, the track record speaks for itself Yes, in, okay, in terms of student achievement. There were 15 schools that were on the state watch list mm-hmm. just a year back. 15 schools that were underperforming and the state watch and on the state watch list. Mm-hmm. We've cut that number to by half. Oh, that's great. Okay, now the number is eight. Wow. Okay, wow. we still have ways to go to get mm-hmm. the other eight schools off the state watch sure. list too, but we've cut that down. Yes. To have. And District 11 was one of two school districts in El Paso County that showed improvement in both math and English wow. in the latest round of assessments. Yeah, so that's great. We are proud of some of the things that we are doing in District 11. As far as student, account, student achievement and student success goes, this past year, we entered into a partnership with philanthropic uh, uh, partners, Outside our school community, uh-huh. every high school student that graduates out of District 11 gets a two, two-year two free scholarship to attend Pikes Peak State College. Now. Wow, wow, that is awesome. Yep. Is, is that D11 unique or is that across our city? No, it is uh, Harrison School District initiated it first. Okay. And now D11 is the second school district wow. that is doing it. So now repeat that called, again. Every graduate gets what? Every graduate out of 
our high school yes sir gets two free year two f- free years of scholarship to attend pike speak state college if they choose to wow okay wow. if they want to go attend pike speak state college we will make sure that they get two free years of education out there I've never heard such a thing. That right. is wonderful. It's, it's called the D11 promise. Uh-huh. That's our promise to our students. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. To make sure that every stu- our job does not stop just with graduation. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that we meet the needs of our students even post graduation. Yes. So preparing yeah. them for a better future, launching them for a better future. That's that's exciting. Now have we have we turned the corner yet? What's the what's the enrollment this this fall? And for the first time, District Lemon was declining in enrollment for the first time in over a decade. This year we showed increase in enrollment. We are plus eighty six students wow, compared great. from last year's October count. After lo- losing thousand students every single year, mm-hmm. we are now on an upward swing. Parents are responding back to the higher quality education mm-hmm. that we Good. are providing for our students, and also the pro- educational programs and the choices that we have. Mm-hmm. We offer more industry certifications, more college credits now, mm-hmm. more pre-K seats, uh, universal pre-K, which is the kindergarten pre-kindergarten seats. Mm-hmm. We have the most pre-K seats in El Paso County. Wow! wow. So uh, parents are responding to the focus being on. rigor and yeah. high quality education and they are coming back to our school district. Excellent, excellent. I'm unfamiliar with Mindy Levin. I couldn't tell you what the numbers are. Do you know how many grade schools, middle schools, high schools we have? Yeah, we have uh, about uh, 33 elementary schools mm-hmm. and um uh 10 to uh 10 middle schools, mm-hmm. I would say roughly, yeah. and then about uh, four traditional high schools and we have other opportunity schools too. all put in together we have about 55 schools in 55 district. total yeah 55 schools 55 56 schools somewhere in that rough ball, mm-hmm. ballpark and we had to retool wasson right to make it more effective yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a traditional high school mm-hmm. now it's an opportunity school mm-hmm. now where we provide uh, uh, different opportunities for various kids uh, whether they want to get industry certification in uh, hospitality or cybersecurity and wow. uh, different that's awesome things. awesome yeah. amen adjust it to what to their needs equip them for success in life. When we return, we'll talk more to Dr. Parth about what the opportunities are in D11. Join me in a moment. Crosswalk Colorado Springs on 100.7. The word. Good God almighty. I hope you'll find me. Welcome back for our final session here at Crosswalk Colorado Springs. We're engaging an important issue that all politics is local. We begin with the local level, particularly our school boards, the most important position in our community. And I would encourage you, if you're in D20, consider voting for Derek Williams and Amy Shandy. They share our conservative values, people of faith. And if you're in D11, consider Jill Hefley, Jason Jorgensen, Dr. Thomas Carey, and my guest, Dr. Part Mel Packham. Doc, tell us more about the change. That, that turnaround is, is not common. That is very difficult. Overcome that initial inertia. Yep. And to get this thing turned around, I mean, that's somewhat of a miracle. I agree with you. And that started by... focusing the culture of the school district back into students. Mm-hmm. 
about a year or so back we hired uh, a new superintendent who aligned with our values superintendent wow. michael gall michael he's, gall michael gall he's an air force academy graduate wow. and he's brought a new vision a new enthusiasm and an out of the box creative ideas to solve some of the basic issues that we see on a day to day basis so i am um, uh, really uh, enthusiastic about what he has brought to the school district um, and when we put the focus on students and high quality instruction in the classroom mm-hmm. that's not going to happen without highly effective teachers so we okay. want to make sure that we support our teachers mm-hmm. so this last year serving on this current school board under my leadership we increased the starting teacher salary from 42000 to 50000 a year wow that's great 20% increase 20% increase and now district 11 is paying the highest starting teacher salary in El Paso County. Wow, that's commendable. Yeah. Got, it's got to happen. We've got to take care of them. Yeah. They can't even afford to live in an apartment. My soul, it's terrible. Right. Yeah, yeah. And knowing what inflation was, yeah. we yeah. wanted to take care of our teachers. Some of our teachers were working two and three jobs, mm. and that's God not how yeah. we can make ends meet. Yeah. So yeah. we provided that uh, pay, pay bump, and now we see an influx of teachers coming mm-hmm. into our schools. The uh, When we look at the last hiring cycle, most of our teachers that were coming in were younger teachers mm-hmm. that are choosing district 11 because they see the compensation and the health benefits that we provide them are far superior to any of our neighboring school districts wow, that's so we excellent. took care of the teachers that way and that has really helped us put in the forefront getting highly effective teachers mm-hmm. to uh, provide that high quality instruction to excellent. our um, students are we fully staffed much fully staffed well, there are still year? some vacancies mm-hmm. in uh, high need areas special okay. education is always an area mm-hmm. where yeah. we are looking for more teachers yeah. so if uh, you are yeah. a special education teacher contact the district yes. or uh, highly specialized areas we may have some openings in ap chemistry teachers or mm-hmm. biology teachers so uh, when we, but this incentive and the compensation that yes. we provide as provided an attract attractive opportunity to attract young, younger teachers out there excellent excellent and I appreciate your commitment uh, to uh, avoid the uh, social indoctrination and the woke movement we find ourselves in how do you accomplish that how do well, you do that well the first thing is that we got to keep all these radical ideologies out of our classrooms our classrooms are impartial classrooms mm-hmm. we are there to teach students how to think the critical thinking mm-hmm. but not what to think mm, okay word. so repeat that please yeah, that's important yeah the, our job as uh, school district and also the teachers mm-hmm. is to teach them how to think but not what to think mm-hmm. we cannot be indoctrinating our students with our personal biases mm-hmm. in our classroom mm-hmm. okay we got to be teaching both sides of the perspective and some of these other social issues that are dominating our instruction mm-hmm. our students are minors we yes. should not be indoctrinating our students one of the things dr bob that came uh, up in front of the board recently was a survey that was being given to our kids as young as 10 11 and 12 years old and the kids were being asked about their sexual identity mm-hmm. and gender identity and we stood up strong as a school board at that time and i advocated for it publicly from the board dais saying that as a dad i want to protect the innocence of our child children mm-hmm. these type of questions should not be yeah. if i ask of adults these questions 
most of the adults will say none of your business and will blush at the questions that were being asked mm. of our students. Mm. Yeah. Why are we asking our students questions that are about their sexual and gender identity? Mm-hmm. It's none mm-hmm. of our business. That's yeah. up to parents. Mm-hmm. So we stood strong and made sure that those surveys were not being provided for our kids. Yeah, good for you. They get enough pressure from the social media. They get enough uh, pressure from other areas in in these specific items they certainly don't know what to be fed from our teachers that's 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 a good word provide the lane for them to succeed and not indoctrinate them well parth what's your, what's your vision for d11 what what do you have to offer so one of the things that i want to point out is uh, the gazette editorial board mm-hmm. just in the middle of september they put out they put out an editorial out there and i'm going to read yes. a couple of sentences from that editorial as school districts across colorado look for ways to improve performance they would do well to emulate district 11 wow thanks to courageous leadership innovative thinking and a laser focus on improving academic outcomes it means new hope for colorado's public schools that came from the gazette editorial board after looking at our track record of accomplishments over mm-hmm. the last 2 years mm-hmm. i want to continue that momentum going forth there are forces right now within the district that want to stop that momentum and that's why we have 10 candidates that are running it's really critical for our community to respond first of all and participate in the selections mm-hmm. please vote look at your ballot and please make sure that you fill out the ballot and turn it in before the deadline november 7th yes and secondly also vote for the right candidates mm-hmm. do the research the four candidates that i'm here repeat to talk them. about repeat them please myself dr yeah. parth melpakam dr thomas carey jason jorgensen and jill halfley Okay these four candidates have a track record two of us have been on the school board and two of them bring a strong parent voice and an educator's voice we are fighting for our students right now mm-hmm. okay i know that there are wars waging throughout the world at this point in time there is a war in our backyards in our own schools yes. to possess the minds and hearts and souls of our children mm-hmm. and we want to make sure that our kids receive that high quality instruction mm-hmm. so they are prepared for what's in front of them after they graduate so it's really important that the community lean forth and support the four candidates that we talked about out here dr parth melpakam dr thomas carey jill halfley and jason jorgensen appreciate you repeating those we'll consider those seriously they represent our values our perspective and because what's what's occurring is uh, there is a religion in my opinion there is a religion that is infiltrating our educational system and it is the religion of secular humanism yep and we we got to put a stop to it and we need to get back to what made this country great of course and education is a big big part of it and so do your part and vote for these who merit your support and will continue in the vein and the direction that has been changed over the last couple of years what 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 do you see as you might have already mentioned what's what's the greatest challenge moving forward for you personally for the school board something we've not mentioned yet or we want to reemphasize what's your greatest challenge moving forward 
Well, we want to first make sure that we get the majority coming out of this election. So that's the mm-hmm. vital point out there. Mm-hmm. And then the con- continuing challenge is to make sure that every child is grade level proficient. And we are going Excellent. to invest that money. When you are talking about the school board, we make the board decisions on budget. We Good. want to make sure that money is sent directly to the classrooms. Absolutely. Great vision. Thank you, Dr. Parth. Thank you, Dr. Thomas. I'm in D11. I love it. Wherever you are, vote, make a difference, honor the Lord. God bless you. Have a great evening. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.